It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I am your host, Quentin Mayo, at TOQM underscore on Twitter, and I'm joined by Becca Winkert, at Becca MVP. Becca, how are you doing today? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let it all out. It, it's just, um, yeah, I think I'm just kind of numb at this point. I'm not mm. really, um, it, it's like disappointed, but not surprised. Um, I feel like, you know, when DC sports fans say that they're in an abusive relationship, they're not mm. lying. And not lying. it's like, you literally can't walk away. So, and I can't stop watching, but, um, it's like torture. It, it's truly not, um, the feeling that I love. I think I might have to. Uh, start um, therapy because of this team. I might just invoice um, the Wizards organization for my bills. So that's basically <laughs> where I'm at right now. And I know the rest of DC family is at that point. I know you're at that point because you're threatening me that you're going to quit. So yeah. that's hey. that's what's up right now. Well, it was it's a long night for us all. This West Coast trip was very unproductive. And if you don't know what happened last night, which I can imagine you do, unfortunately, the Wizards lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, 107 to 95. Um, the Wizards allowed the Grizzlies. Actually, you know what? The Wizards didn't allow anybody to do anything. The Grizzlies forcefully came out of half with an 18-1 run. Um, John Wall finished with 22. He also had nine turnovers. He almost had a double-double, 22 points and 10 turnovers, but he was just one shy of that 10th turnover, not like Ben Simmons last night. Bradley Bill had 17, Otto Porter had 15, Jeff Green 4, Jan Mahimi 7, and you know, Kelly Oubre won bright spot, 16 points, he shot 40% from the field. So, Becca, I guess it's time for us to get into it. Did you see any positives from last night's defeat in Memphis? Um, no. Actually, okay, so I saw glimpses of them working together to get their shots off. I saw glimpses of them working as a team. However, they didn't continue that during the whole game. It was kind of like, you know, they would pick up the effort and then they would put it down. They'd let the Memphis Grizzlies get their lead over 10 points. You know, they would come back and then let it go again. So, 
to me, I saw those moments, but it's not really positive because unless you apply it for the whole game, you're not, I mean, there's nothing positive about that because you need to go out there and you need to win those games. And the Memphis Grizzlies, they're a great team. Like, we need to give them some credit. They're a great team. They're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're getting – they're they're improving, you know. They're, yeah, they're growing. They're a face over there. You're, you're one of your favorites, Garrett Temple. But he there's, led their team there's with 20 no points. reason why we should be losing <laughs> to a guy that was on our bench that is now, you know, like he – it's just ridiculous. He has revived his career since being there. Which is something that's pretty good to see from a guy that – most Wizards fans did not like or appreciate his timing. I he was loved a glue him. guy. I thought he was, if you want to talk about the best backup point guards or guards that these two had, John and, and uh, Brad, um, during their time, Garrett Temple was definitely in their conversation as if the best, if not one of the best. So it's good to see him go somewhere and where he's appreciated. And, and flourish. Um, yeah, and flourish and bring his career back around. But to give up 20 points to him, as well as 19 to Mike Conley and Marcus Saul, um, it's just not the way this Wizards team wanted to end a very excruciating road trip. So we won. Um, to recap the road trip, we won one game out of five. Mm. And I was telling my neighbor, my neighbor is a huge sports fan. He watches like everything. He's not a Wizards fan, but he is um, a Lakers fan and oh, <laughs> a Yankees fan. He's, he's, um, he's um, a fan like a bandwagon but don't tell him i said that fan. yeah but but mm. he does follow the wizards and before the road trip started i said you know at the rate they're playing i would be lucky if i would be happy like satisfied if they won two out of five mm-hmm. they couldn't even do that for me so mm. i just, was right there for the taking i um i really think they had a chance to beat this team i i just don't think they wanted it like they it's not there they just don't want it and i i don't know why but it's um, very, very, very disappointing. It is disappointing. And um, I'm pretty sure all DC fans are happy that this road trip is over. Very um, happy. Just hoping they can get some home cooking. I know Bradley Bill's happy. He said last night we need to get off the road as fast as possible after shooting 5 for 16 last night. So you can tell that he was noticeably upset um, last night speaking to Garrett Temple. And um, when they, you know, I think Candace Buckner more specifically Talk to Garrett and say, you know, what do you think is going on with this team? What did you say to Bradley Bill and John Wall? And Garrett said that, you know, these guys got to figure it out. They have a really talented group um, just to keep their heads up and keep keep sticking together with each other. But Garrett knows that, you know, like you said, this is a talented team. And um, talent doesn't always get you wins. Talent is half the battle. You have to have effort. You have to do the little things. Fundamentally, fundamentally sound teams get it done as well as the talent. And this team just has talent. They just go out there and play, and they don't really put it all together. They did have an impressive run, you know, after the 18-1 run coming out of uh, the halftime to get back within, what, three points, I think was the closest. So what did you Mm -hmm. think about what you saw during that span of decent Wizards basketball? Well, that's exactly um, the positivity that I saw from this game. Not that the game was positive, but that's the type of um, energy that we need at all times. And I know they're capable of bringing it, but – Something just happened in this game where, you know, because they were leaving Memphis open, Memphis was getting threes. Every team that the Wizards play, even if they're good or bad at threes, they're just knock them down. You know why? Because we're not playing defense at a level that we need to be playing. And that's really, you know, defense wins basketball games. I mean, that's just how it is. If you don't defend 
Um, you know, it's just not going to happen, and they don't want to. I mean, uh, their defense was pretty good the first quarter. The first half, it wasn't bad. But then the third half, it's like they didn't even look like they were – they want to be there. Like, they didn't even look mm-hmm. like they were – um, in the NBA, they looked like they were just high school kids just doing, like, they were just there, you know? It, it was right. strange. It's very disappointing, and I feel like over the past few podcasts, I've used that word several times. Disappointing, yeah. disappointing, disappointing, but I don't know what else to say. I mean... it's It fits. I'm, you know, we have this podcast, and as, you know, members of the media, we are, our job is to report... But we're also fans, you know, and we hate seeing this. So it's like when we come on these podcasts after the losses, we're not thrilled, you know. We're not excited to do it. We're just kind of like, oh, man, like now we're going to have to do a podcast where the same stuff happened exactly like last game. They just didn't exactly. care. So exactly. stressful. Well, one thing that stuck out, um, and we're going to take a break in a quick second, but before we do that, Head coach J.B. Bickerstaff um, talked about chemistry of his team last night. And this is one quote that stuck out to me. He said, chemistry is invaluable. Talent without chemistry equals frustration. We are fortunate with the guys we have. So we're going to go take a break. And when we come back, we're going to discuss the upcoming schedule for the Wizards, some home cooking, and also discuss a Dwight Howard sighting this Friday against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. My name is Quinn Mayo, and I'm joined with, I'm joined by Becca Winkert. Um, pretty somber mood here on this podcast, but <laughs> we have to look at the road ahead. Uh, we're going to be playing the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just beat... The L.A. Clippers, 128-110. to Westbrook and Paul George combined for 64 points. They are 2-4 and four on the season. So they started off slow as well. A few teams that have started off slow and are trying to get back on track. Um, OKC, Cavaliers got their first win. Um, the Wizards as well. And the Houston Rockets are also struggling out the gate. So, Becca, do you think that they can regroup at home this Friday against a very talented OKC team that's in a state of rebound? Always. I think, you know, obviously OKC is not going to come to Capital One and just give us the win. But, you know, I think the Wizards, something that really motivates them is the crowd. And just, like, they really feed off of the crowd's energy. I don't know how many people are going to come to this game after the road trip. But um, it's just... I really think that they can come home and bounce back, but I'm not, you know, it's competitive. Like, Russell Westbrook is not going to come in there and just, you know, play whatever game he always puts on, and, you know, that's just what it is. So, I I think they can, but like I said, I've been saying this the past 20,000 podcasts, like, I think they can, but it's not up to me. I mean, Mm. it's up to them, and, you know, team chemistry is important, but the bottom line is, you know, 
you don't have to, it's just like, you know, when I used to manage a clothing store, I used to always tell my girls, I was just like, you know, you don't have to be best friends with everybody, but at the end of the day, that's your coworker. You're going to see them every day. You don't have to like them. You don't have to, you know, care about them. You don't have to know about their darkest secrets. Just go, go to your job, have fun, do your job, make money, win, like, you know, win basketball games and then get out, you know, it's like, they do your don't job and go home. Do your job and go home. And I just feel like I don't know who doesn't like who. I don't know the team chemistry. But the bottom line is, like, if I was the coach, I would say, listen, like, I don't really care. Just go and do your job. You know, if you don't like someone, you're going to have to work with them. You're going to have to pass the ball. Because at the end of the day, we all got a job to do. Absolutely. And they're not doing their job. So They're not doing their job. And <clears throat> after a very difficult start to the season, you had some pretty – Pretty good teams on the schedule early on. They return home, and now they're going to be playing the Thunder Friday, the Knicks Sunday, the Mavericks, the Magic, the Heat, and then the Magic again. Those are six very, very winnable games. But it's not like you said; it's not up to um, us to determine whether it's winnable or not. It's up to the team to go out there and perform. So, since we're talking about the upcoming match on Friday, do you think Dwight Howard? What do you what do you think this is going to do for this team? I feel like they'll be extra motivated to have that part of their team back, somebody that they've invested a lot in. Um, but I've also been one of the per- people saying, like, this is not just a, a fix-all. Like, you're not just going to be able to depend on a 33-year-old to come back, put in this team, and they just magically become a top-three team in the Eastern Conference anymore. So what do you think Dwight Howard's impact will be on this team, especially in his first night against a pretty formidable opponent, especially down low with the Thunder? I think if he has a good attitude and he goes in there and he's like, hey, guys, you know, he's a veteran. He's going to go in there and say, hey, guys, like, we got to get this together. I don't know his attitude. I don't know him as a person, but I'm hoping that he can kind of step in and be somewhat of a buffer between whatever, you know, whatever is causing the issue and just kind of say, hey, guys, like, let's go. Like, let's get this win. Like, we're focused on winning. Like, that's it, you know, because I don't think this team has – the type of leadership that we need right now, which is really somebody that will come in and kind of say, okay, guys, like, leave your issues at the door. Let's go. So, Do you think Dwight will do that? Do you think he'll be the one to come in and, and kind of try to set people straight? Well, I don't think anybody else is doing it, so he's kind of like my last resort right now. Um, and I, I feel as though that's a good – it's something good to be hopeful for. Like, he – He's a vocal guy. He's 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 an alpha dog mentality. He's and he's literally a physical specimen. So he has the way with the room. But I feel as though if he tries to come in like that, you know, they're already not getting the. It looks like they're not getting the leadership from Scott Brooks. It looks like they're not getting the proper leadership from Wall or Bill. And then let's say you got rid of Martian Gortat. You bring in Dwight Howard. If he comes in and tries to be a leader and try to <clears throat> tries to fix things. Doesn't it seem like he may be stepping on some toes? That might cause for even more drama in that locker room. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I don't know. Like, you know, it's really, it's hard for us because we're not inside the locker room every day. So we can't tell who, what, or what's going on. And um, I think the players just, I hope that this road trip, like, truly embarrassed them to the point where they're like, I mean... I'm sure they have pride, you know, and, like, this team with this much talent, all these losses, like, not just, like, close losses, like, straight-up embarrassing losses. I'm hoping that they will really 
um, kind of just motivate them to get get it together because a whole they cannot okay a play like a team with Wall and Beal and Otto Porter Dwight Howard they can't have a season like this like it's right. just too much talent on a team and I don't care if they don't like each other <clears throat> like the bottom line is and you know I'm kind of tired of them because every night it's like somebody saying something different in the media about someone or something and it's like why are you telling the media this Go, right. go go to whoever it is, talk it out, you know, like, go have a beer, like, go to the movies, like, go, <laughs> just, like, smooth it over, or, like, you know, get rid of it, like, it, it's just, you know, if, if they're not willing to do that at this point, then they don't want to win, and they don't care about winning. That That's it in a nutshell. This team has always been the type to talk too much. They like to turn to the media. They like to, to get their things out in the public. They feel like they've always been looked down upon in terms of the respect that they think they deserve. And this is a part of the reason why they're not getting respect. It's because they can't handle the little things. They can't handle winning against teams of inferior competition. They can't handle their locker room. They can't handle a lot of things. So this is why they do not get the respect they deserve. We're going to take one more commercial break. We'll be right back to discuss maybe some bold predictions. Is Scott Brooks, is is it his time to go? Is it his time to go? Is it some time to think about discussing a real trade. Should they pursue Jimmy Butler? Should they pursue Kyle Korver? We'll talk all that when we come back. Stay with us. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. Woo, that's a tongue twister. Becca, let's say this team does lose their next three out of four. Let's say Dwight Howard comes back and his team is still looking underwhelming. Is it time for Scott Brooks and his coach to go? Is it time for the Wizards to bite the bullet and fire Scott Brooks? Or, I mean, we could talk about, you know, the Ernie Grunfeld thing, but I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page if, if his job security. So, is it time for Scott Brooks to go if they lose three of the next four, four of the last next five, or is it time to make a trade with Otto Porter, pursue Jimmy Butler, or maybe even Kyle Korver? Well, it's um, it's really hard to say, and I don't. Most people know on Twitter I don't like addressing management, um, because it's very difficult for me to fully convey my thoughts in a way that makes sense. Um, I don't think that Scott Brooks' job will be in jeopardy only because of how much money that this organization is paying him. I think they locked themselves in a bind, and I don't think that the management is willing to give up all that money and kind of let him go because I'm not sure that, you know, the main focus for anyone on this team or in this organization is winning right now. Mm. Um, Do I think... That maybe he should go a little bit, only because I feel like 
these players, they need a lot more structure. They need a lot more discipline. They need someone to keep them in check. And we've seen these past couple seasons that it hasn't been, um, it, it just hasn't been working. It's not working. And I think the team would be better off with somebody who could discipline them and show them the way that they need to be showed better. Interesting. Interesting. And do, <laughs> so what do you, what do you think is more likely? Do you think a trade is more likely? A trade. A trade is more likely. A trade is more think, likely. Or do you think a trade is now since trade is more likely than getting rid of Scott Brooks. Now let's take it a step further. Do you believe a trade is more likely to happen or are they just going to stay put and not do anything? Um, well, I would <laughs> hope that they would do a trade because obviously this isn't working. Um, but the thing is, I, I don't know what the problem is. So even if they trade Otto Porter, is it going to make a difference? Because right. I don't know what's going on. Would I Do I think they should trade Otto Porter if they can? Kind of, because it's like he's not providing the way we need to we need him to, not just because of the money. Okay, forget about the money. He's our third best on the team. He's supposed to be our third player option. And he's not. Some nights he is, some nights he's not. And we need consistency, and we can't afford to have that right now. We can't afford yeah. to have him on the, on the roster right now. Mm. Um, it's just, yeah. None of those guys are getting it done. And this is even starting with John and Brad. I mean, yeah, John is a leading scorer. He he did his thing. He does his thing most of the time in the stat sheets, but nine turnovers, unacceptable. Somebody who especially prides themselves on not turning the ball over. I mean, he even had the pat with his mom where every time he turns the ball over, he has to put some money in the jar for his mom or something of that nature. So, I mean, John is not dying for loose balls. He's not showing effort. He's not finishing. He he has had some really, really nice layups this season, but he's also he had some, some times where he has wide-open layups or layups that are lightly contested at. Instead of finishing them, He's looking for the foul call. He's complaining to the refs. It's some stuff that we've seen him do for two, three years now that he's gotten away with because his team was winning over 40 games. Well, now this team is starting out to a one and six start, one and five start. Um, and now those things are becoming exposed to where it's just now people are going to nitpick because his team is bad. People want to point a finger at what is wrong with his team. Bradley Bill looks like he cares the most. I mean, I mean, you can't use the eye test as someone as something to gauge how much somebody cares because John might very much care more than anybody, but you know, he's kind of like a hard guy. He doesn't want to always show his emotion. So, I mean, Brad looks like he cares the most, but he's not having the best shooting performances. He's gotten some great looks and he can't knock them down and nobody on his team can knock the shots down. consistently. But at least he looks like he's bothered by it. He the does thing look is, visually bothered. He does not look happy. Every time, you know, the game is a loss, he's just sitting there like, you know, at a, for a loss of words, a loss of, you know, like, a, it's just pure sadness. Like you can tell when somebody's visibly upset and Brad has, I don't think he's doing it to put on a show. He's genuinely upset. I believe and he's genuine too. I think, you know, if people are having off nights and not doing well, and at least they feel, like, disappointed about it, that's fine. But he's the only one on this team where I'm really seeing disappointment right now. Mm. And, and at the, at that the end bothers of the day, me. At, yep. At the end of the day, this team, those guys need help either way. Like, either way, Wall and Bill need help. This is supposed to be... The deepest team they've had in a long time. Mind you, I know Dwight Howard is not. He's not a part of the fold right now. And Marquise Morris was out. But they need help. They need more than 15 on 6 for 14 shooting from Otto Porter last night. I mean, he had a decent night. It's probably his best night since he's been a wizard this season. 
But they need more from that. They need more from Jeff Green. Austin Rivers is continually playing 20 minutes a night, and he's finishing with four points, one for four from the field. Like, you can't have that. Tom, Tomas Sadoransky, what has happened to him? What's happened to him? He's not getting the minutes. And when he is getting the minutes, he's not doing anything with it. It's just a lot of these pieces where we looked at, okay, well, Tomas played excellent when Wall was out last year. So to have him now coming off the bench with that experience and combine him with Austin Rivers and Jeff Green and Kelly Oubre, who has some experience as well in this Wizards system, this team should be able to have multiple players in double figures. Instead, you have four guys with th- four, yeah, four guys in double figures, and you're getting beat by teams that have nine, ten guys in double figures. Everybody, there's no defense. You know what? Beck, I'm not going to keep doing this. I can't, I can't keep doing it. Is there any last words? Because it's, it's about to be that time. Is there any God last Brooks. words that you have? I need you to pull off some wins because if you don't, I'm going to be uh, co-hostless. Quentin is like on the edge and he's about to, he told me, he told me before the game, he said, if, or before the podcast, he said, if we don't win these next, like next three out of five games, I'm leaving. And Mm. Scott Brooks, if Quentin leaves me because of you, you will not only be threatened by management and the wizards well you probably won't but you'll be threatened by me Mm. so i'm gonna need you to pull off some wins um somebody tweeted to me on twitter they asked me oh the wizards record is one and six if i pick the right number between one and six will you go on a date with me and you know what i said i said i will not go out with anyone until this team is at 500 again. Oh, my I will not. So I might not go on a date this season. Like, this is a disaster. So wow, I'm going to need this team to turn around because a lot is at stake, not just for their sake, but for my sake. So terrible. Well, I think it's about that time. If you enjoyed this podcast or agreed with any of our stances or disagreed, make sure you let us know on Twitter. I am... Quinn Mayo at TLQM underscore. That is Becca MVP, the first lady of DC family at Becca MVP. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know your opinions. Of course, y'all always do a great job. And make sure you share it with your friends. Share it with your friends. If you like to retweet it, just get as many people to listen to us gracefully pick apart this team. Night Every after single night. game after game. <laughs> Even though we're going through a noticeable struggle, we're trying our best, and we appreciate you guys supporting us through everything we do. So this has been another episode of Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, and we will see you guys soon. <laughs> Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.